This podcast is sponsored by Man Present. Ever struggled to buy a man a present? Want to get a present that is universally loved? Who the hell doesn't? It's usually so bloody hard, right? Socks and ties are lame, gift vouchers suck, and flowers will not be well received. Well, all your man gifting worries are a thing of the past with manpresent.com. Manpresent is a gift box delivery service that lovingly sends classy gift boxes of Cuban cigars and single malt whiskey to the man who deserves a touch of class. Whether it's a wedding, a new father, a birthday, or just because they deserve a gift, Use manpresent.com for the win. With boxes starting at $69, it has never been easier to be a gifting king. Simply visit manpresent.com and ensure you use the coupon code OFFTOPIC, all one word for 5% off your order. Manpresent.com. Man gifting made easy. Spartans, prepare for glory. Oh, oh, oh. And we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. I'm drunk, show up. Beautiful, I'm drunk. Show me the money. Show me you the talk. Money. Give me two. Because yeah. it feels good right now. Do me, do me, do me. Gotta show me the money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Come on. Review. Creed two. That's why we're here. That's why I'm sitting in this seat. Jason, is that why you're here? I'm here to review Creed two as well, and I'm ready for my training montage. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> I need the music. The reason. <laughs> that wasn't as cool because <laughs> Jason's really upset right now because we were recording uh, this podcast and I forgot to press record, <laughs> so he cracked his beer <laughs> to my music. <laughs> it was very funny, but no one's ever going to know. <laughs> no, no. It shows you can't do things twice, really. Oh, that's so funny. You can't capture the magic twice. That's what we've learned there. <laughs> but the good thing is now we are recording. And, uh, and I'm, I'm drunk already because I just sculled that beer. <laughs> 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 we got it right on the fourth take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I might sound like uh, Rocky in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no, we are here because we did see Creed 2. Obviously, it's the sequel to uh, Creed, which is... <laughs> well done. The, yeah. Thank you. Which is the... What do you call it compared to Rocky? What is it? Is it another sequel? Well, well it's actually uh, the Rocky Legacy is what ah. Creed is part of. Yes. Is that what the um, Harry Potter... Curse of the, oh, what do I even call them these days? I don't even know. The Golden Child. Yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna get so off topic. But is is that what it is? It's it's kind of like you know the new Harry Potter's is kind of a legacy of Harry Potter. I'm not, I'm not sure this is about Rocky and Creed, but yeah, <laughs> that continuing story. I'm trying I can to bring in you. a wider market. It's all. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Harry Potter. Hashtag Harry Potter. Um, no, no. Uh, so obviously in 2006, uh, Rocky Balboa was the sixth entry into the Rocky uh, franchise. Have been going for what 36 years or whatever. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, yeah, and and it was kind of pretty much they squeezed all the juice out of what was remaining in the uh, Rocky franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they stopped at five, didn't they? And- that was about it. That's about as far as you can go. Yeah, yeah. Well, five sequels. So yeah, I mean, five, Rocky yeah, Balboa sequels, was yeah. the last one, and like Wallace, it was a okay film. Yeah. But yeah, you, know, you kind of you were you were tired, 
And then Ryan Coogler, a wonderful director, yes. came along in 2015 and just, um, well, you could almost call it a spin-off um, and or part of the Rocky legacy, uh, yes. yeah, <laughs> as yeah. we just called it. And, and he does this, um, like, just an amazing film, yep. in, which was a drama, essentially a fighting drama like Southpaw and the like and Rocky One, but it just had that sprinkle of... Uh, and what we know and love about Rocky happened to have um, Sylvester Stallone, which was nominated for an Academy Award yeah. for Best Supporting Actor. Brilliant. Who didn't win. I don't know why. <laughs> already off my soapbox now. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, and yeah, so here we have, uh, and who would have thought yeah. that this could actually spawn like another little mini franchise yeah. outside of that. And uh, and here we are to do Creed 2. Now, was Creed 2 good or not? Well, well, I was going to say, but Stephen Coogler's not involved in Creed 2 because right. he went off and did a little, you know, culturally significant Marvel film called Black Panther. Which is now going to be nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so he didn't have time to come back to the small world of the seventh, eighth Rocky installment. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what a um, uh, filmography though. Like, uh, what was it, Fruitvale Station, yeah. Creed and um, Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that this guy's on the rise, you know? <laughs> well, I, I don't know about you, but I've, just got, I've got this feeling, really good but, feeling. But what do you do after that? You've hit the, the sort of top, the almost pinnacle with like in terms of money and uh, exposure with what Marvel. You, yeah, what you do is you uh, then become the uh, the top head of uh, DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> the way it goes is now DC. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> I realised I was about to make a joke of what you just said. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was preparing my joke in my head and then yeah. you said it. Yeah, that's how uh. quick I am, guys. That's how quick I am. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, so Creed 2. Creed 2. Uh, overall, I thought this was, A, a great film. Yes, agreed. B, an awesome sequel. Agreed. Which is extremely hard to back up a film that is really solid. Yeah. I guess, and they kind of did that, if you think about it, with Rocky Two. Yes. Even though it was a little bit of a carbon, you know, um, reprint, yeah. um, it still worked. It does. It was still great, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've actually done it again. Um, there are, we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit of the nitty gritty in a second, but yeah. overall, they've punched out <laughs> a really, really good <laughs> sequel. <laughs> Which is yeah. hard to do these days, I reckon. Uh, I agree, and uh, I thought it was you know, a completely solid movie yeah. um, that I could recommend to to most people I know. So this one uh, has been uh, helmed by Stephen Cabell Jr., who he's only kind of doubled in a few documentaries and and a few independent films of the land, Rapture. Um, so yeah, and kind of unknown, which is obviously they've. Given that to him, but but um, Ryan Coogler did produce this film, so yes, yeah. But it, but it's nice to have that sort of background in documentary as well, because you, you could see that given to the wrong person, this film could completely go into space with the yeah. types of storylines it could run with. Well, it could be Rocky Four, yeah, which I, I have oh, a yeah. soft spot for, but it's shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't mean it's shit. It's just you know, you can, it's hard to take seriously, right? Yes. But it's a fun film. A pitted fool. That's number three. Oh, God. See, yeah, I, yeah. I break you is number four. Oh, I'm a God, I even now, spoke about this weeks back when I mentioned the robot uh, <laughs> that they have in there. Now, God, speaking, the numbers confuse me. Speaking of um, in general. Ivan Drago, this is what the story centers around. 
So Ivan yes. Drago's son, who's played by, who's Victor Drago, Drago, he's played by uh, Florian uh, Mantegna, right? Now, he's a real boxer. Yeah. And he's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's yeah. huge. Half Romanian, I believe. He's massive. Yeah. But here's one of my big positives about this film. Yeah. I guess you could call him almost the villain or is it is Dolph Lundgren, um, Ivan Drago, maybe he's the villain. Well, maybe there's another real villain actually, but I don't know yeah. when, we, when, when we get into that. But yeah. anyway. Well, this is a th- an easy film to stay away from spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Because there aren't any massive, huge spoilers. No. Really. So it's easy for the, the film sits in really non-spoiler territory for most of it. Okay. Well, just for those who may not have seen it and don't want to know anything, I think we'll just go straight into, you know, semi-spoilers if you want to call yeah, them sure. that. Uh, and so if you don't want to know anything about it, turn it off and go watch the film. So, yeah, on the on paper, at the, at the start of the film, you would say Victor Drago, Ivan Drago's son, is the villain. He's yes. the guy who Adonis Creed has to fight, right? Uh, and... But then as the story moves on, you start to think, well, hang on, it's Ivan Drago, his father, who's just been drilling him for 21 years or however old he is just to become that boxer he could and do the thing he could never do, which was beat uh, Creed, right? But then later on in the film... Hang on, did you say beat Creed? Yeah. Apollo. Yeah, he beat... Killed Creed. Oh, yeah, he killed... (laughs) Sorry, Rocky. Creed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could never I'm be like, Rocky. <laughs> only because I've made two mistakes in this podcast already. Oh, you're trying you to pick me up on. Yeah, I was yeah. like, hang on, I don't want to. I don't want to mm. like say this like I know it now. <laughs> hang on, I'm just writing this down. Hang on one sec. Don't skull a beer before <laughs> doing your movie review. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, he could never do which was beat Rocky. I'll beat Rocky, yeah. And yeah. the only way he can beat Rocky today yeah. is to beat his um, um, his son he never had, I guess, and that's a uh, Adonis Creed, right? Adonis, yeah. Yeah. So, but then later on as the movie comes in, there's a real villain shows her face. Sure. Yes. And this is a bit of, this is where the yeah. spoiler was, Tell right? Us about it. Yeah, okay. So, if you remember in um, Rocky Four with Drago, his wife was played by Bridget Nielsen. Yes. Nielsen. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So, she's kind of high up in the Russian underworld, if you will, and, and she's really the puppet master. Yeah. And Ivan Drago is, is kind of nothing unless he. Beats Creed. Yes. Yep. And his son does that for him. It's, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're going into oh, the stuff that I'm going to talk about in a moment, which is that father son relationship. Right, and right. Based around, you know, the, the mother leaving them, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so we've, we've kind of jumped straight into the meaty part there. So let's dial back a little bit. High level. High level, yeah. Um, Michael B. Jordan is fantastic again. Again, yeah. He lo- he's, looks amazing. Like, he's so toned and, and like, you know what I mean? Like, he is cut. Yes. And, and you know, because one thing I never – I struggled with in the first one, he's, he, he's a heavyweight boxer. Yeah. But he looks like a middleweight. Yeah. But in this one, he's even more buff, I think. So he's almost more passable as a heavyweight. Do you feel that – because I know that you are someone who obviously takes note of uh, UFC mainly, but you yeah. do watch a lot of boxing as well, yeah. that just the, the general public going in to watch a film – is that going to take them out of the story? Or? No, no, no. This no, is no. just me being yeah. picky. Oh, yeah, no. No yeah. one would even give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. His bicep is only 48 <laughs> centimetres around. Yeah, yeah, I know true heavyweights are 52. No, um, but, but no, but this is what – this is the ultimate question yeah. that needs answering. Does speed beat brute or muscle, 
right, mm. or power. And it's been an age-old question, and, and Connor has mm. Connor McGregor's answered that a few things. You know, pre- precision equals speed equals you know. And anyway, so Creed was all about speed. Yes. And his father was all, all about speed as well. Yep. And Rocky was more brute strength and heart. Yes. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, Victor Drago is completely brute strength. Like he is a beast. A you be- know? Absolute beast. So Michael B is excellent again, and he also has the drama chops because he's a great actor as yes. well. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is amazing again. Yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was going to direct this film, wasn't he? And then he, he decided not to. And I, I, I imagine... He might have had other projects, but maybe I imagine he did not do it because he wanted to concentrate on his role. Yeah. I mean, as we said in the first Creed, like he's just grown into this. He can just play this character so well now. And I think he's even more lovable because he's aging. Yeah. You know, and he's and he's playing that well and, and he plays to that aging. And so all his humour is about the, you know, when I was a kid kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. That's not the way we did it, but all right, you know. And <laughs> I, I don't know, I just, I just think he was fantastic. And I'd, again, I'd like to at least see him be nominated, but I don't think that'll happen second time around. No. Uh, and Tessa Thompson, who plays um, uh, Adonis's girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. uh, with the hearing impaired, and she was she was great as well. So she has a lot of drama, yeah, drama, and, dramatical moments. And in there's the a movie. really great storyline with mm. that, with uh, yeah. herself, as you said, she's hearing impaired in the, in the movie, and obviously um, there's a she's pregnant with a child in the film. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that follows that. You know, obviously you have the question of will my my child be deaf or not. So them yeah. going through that storyline was, yeah. was really nice and heartwarming for, uh, I want to say anyone who has kids, but possibly at anyone else. But since I, we have kids, you, you, <laughs> you really get pulled at the heartstrings. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so. I really appreciated that too because obviously I, I went through exactly that. When my two girls were born, there was potential that they would inherit my... I guess shortcoming d- deformity. Or... Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. we're talking about that. I yeah, thought yeah, you meant yeah. just the personality. Oh, fuck yeah. you, man! <laughs> <laughs> Give me that training montage right now. <laughs> no, but I just obviously uh, what I ha- what I grew up with is in um, hereditary, and it passes every couple of generations. So it was a, a chance that one of them could have yeah. the cleft, right? Uh, and thank God, only because I've been through it, I know how fucked it is. They didn't, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, so I, I completely relate to that to that part where they're having the tests on the um, on the baby and, and they'll just say, you know. We... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he's looking at me because I have a smile on my face because <laughs> I'm making a joke in my head <laughs> and I'm laughing at my own joke. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> really? Really? Uh, really? It was a very standard joke as well, but I left it too late and I couldn't bring it up. Yeah, so, yeah, but you, yeah, so can let's I have not to, talk Can I bring it up it? now? I'll just say it. Oh. It's not as funny. And okay, it's, okay. It's, it's, everyone's heard it before, but I was going to say, oh, you have cleft palette like you never mentioned it before <laughs> <laughs> it's such a standard joke but i was laughing so hard because i have mentioned it before you've been sarcastic well, to me not not on the yeah, podcast yeah. actually yeah. Uh, i think i've mentioned so it once this is a first for the world yeah and it happens uh, to be on creed 2 movie review what? yeah but he has it tattooed on his forehead so uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding um yeah so and, you know, and the, the thing about this movie is it pretty much follows that formula of a Rocky, every beat, the Rocky, every Rocky's ever done. Yeah. But the differences between the Creeds and the, the later Rockies 
is it has got that that next level drama that exactly what we're talking about. Other than that, if you actually take that drama away, it's a carbon copy of every Rocky Formula movie we've ever had. Oh, completely. And that's what we want. That's why I was, I was happy when you mentioned also that the guy had a documentary background because, uh, you know, people like that look for other um, strands in their stories because yeah. documentaries can be quite boring sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So you do need to look for the really interesting stories. So yeah, yeah. I imagine this guy getting a script and, and looking for those and accentuating the, the little strands that you could do outside of the main boxing story. Yeah, and, and, and to that level where he they test the baby for hearing. Yeah. yeah it's that kind of level, that, that next level stuff. Yep. You know. But other than that, it's the same thing. So, you know, you get a fight up the front, you know, you get a fight in the middle and, you know, it's all um, it's all losses and negative, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then it's all about bouncing back and climbing that uh, mountain to yeah. overcome the odds. And then you get the fight at the end. Creed 1 was the same. Rocky 1 was the same. Rocky 2 was the same. Rocky 3 was the same. Blah, 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 right? And that's okay because that's what we're watching it for. But the good news about these uh, Creed 1 and 2 is they do have that drama. Now, almost to its detriment. Yeah. Almost yeah. because – it comes close to taking yourself out of it. Sorry, what I mean by that is I loved Creed because it reinvented something that we love and added another level and I love the drama part. If you have a, you know, there was people sitting next to us in the cinema who were, you know, probably yes. 20-somethings, young 20s, yep. who were just going in to watch a fighting film, right? Yep. And they weren't getting – they got their three fights and they were great fights. They are great fights. But yeah. in between all that, you got to put up with my drama. Yes. And you're either in the drama or you're not, right? Yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. And, and so, so I know you're mentioning because uh, we walked out, uh, you, myself, and we saw it with Bo who's been on the yeah. podcast before in our yeah, DC yeah. edition. Um, and uh, I think he's preparing for a – some sort of boxing film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we walked out and everyone said, oh, how was it? How was it? And you guys were like super like, Oh, we were pumped. glowing. We yeah, were yeah. glowing. We were ready to punch on. And, and I was really happy. <laughs> I was really happy with it. Uh, but I were, the whole film, I was sidetracked by these people off to my right. Yeah. Who I was closer to between all of us. And uh, the, the whole time they were just chatting and whatnot. Yeah. Every time it got to the point where, yeah, you're testing the baby's hearing or um, you're going through you know, a little bit of dialogue. Just yeah. to get through this really meaty part of the story to yeah. set you up for why the fights matter. You know, you, yeah. you, you need this. Um, and with drama like that, you need to be um, engulfed into it. You need to be yes. um, encapsulated into that drama. You need to be paying attention. Yeah. So if you're any way, shape or form removed, you are completely removed because you're not into what they're trying to communicate, right? Yeah. So And you were. You, so, were, you were worrying about them fart-assing around and not, what they're saying. And so I'm stuck in this weird wilderness of knowing that I just saw a film that I really enjoyed. That yeah. was solid. That was a, such a great movie. But not being able to walk out with necessarily the highs and lows that everybody else had. Yeah. But knowing that I still thought the same about the film after it, if you know what I mean. Like if you had to rate it out of a 10 or whatever, I'm sure I'd come up with a, a very similar uh, rating. Yeah, well, the good news for you is when you watch it on home entertainment, you'll get there'll be something else there for you that you yeah. can take away and you'll enjoy it even more, maybe. Yeah, well, you yeah. know. What I'm saying though is, um, you know, it is a sequel, yes. and we are conditioned to sequels to be a little bit more, um, I guess, you know, a little bit more in your face or whatever it is. Yeah, but this one almost turns a drama up a notch, kind of. It still has the fighting beats that we yeah. want, and but. Can we mention the most important part of this, this drama up notch? Obviously, we're bringing back uh, a character, an Ivan Drago, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. You know? And 
you mentioned before that you know he's trying to, uh, in a way, he's trying to live his life through his son to get them back into the fold of um, the the major Russian hierarchy. Yeah, oligarchs. You know that yeah. sort of thing, uh, and back in favor with possibly Bridget Nielsen and and you know that sort of uh, area. Um, so you know the, this film starts off. They're banished uh, himself and his son. Well, I say banished, but they're well, they kind of are. They, yeah, uh, yeah, into the Ukraine. Yeah. Which, you know, you guys can look up your global politics and work out why that is uh, being banished. And, uh, and, and, and the whole relationship is, is based around the father basically like hammering his son into submission in a way like of acceptance that you need to, to put in this effort because if you don't, our family will never get back to where it was. Yeah. I failed, you will succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing, you know, and, and he wasn't shy of saying he failed. Yeah. You know, and I like that black and white about it. And Dolph was excellent in those drama scenes. Excellent. Yes. And the only thing I would have wondered, which I think you may have mentioned and you can talk more on it, yeah. is when he finally submits yeah. and he, he lets his guard down to his son, yeah. that's a real moment. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it is a moment in the film and they could have maybe – Turn that up a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Um, without getting too cheesy. Look, this this film uh, can stay the way it was, uh, with the exception. This is from my point of view, obviously, uh, and I'm sure it sounds like yours now, uh, as well. They just needed to work more on the father son angle. That's where the drama really could ramp up. They did they did everything perfectly with um, the pregnancy and the daughter yeah. and the the wife and and. The uh, rocky relationship to yeah. the, um, to Adonis's mother, like that whole circle of life, uh, was screaming out Lion King. Excellent. It was just beautiful, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, and uh, I will say that it was still good the Dolph Lundgren um, relationship with his son. It was it was really good, but that's where they could have yeah just given a little bit more. Um, and yeah. if you want particulars, I'll uh, you know, call me up and I'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, but they really could have uh, uh, worked harder on making that a father-son film about what a son misses from not having a mother, um, about what uh, the son possibly has missed uh, from the father because the father has been Too just one-dimensional. Preoccupied with training. Yeah, he's one-dimensional Sport, yeah. in terms of training. Like yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily about life sees, and, and yeah, yeah. this is what you do. So, so when you mentioned he does open up and when that pivotal scene comes, it's not as heavy as it possibly could have. Like there, there could have been many a man slumping in their seats and yeah. bawling. <laughs> yeah, if, if they really yeah, – if they, if they got that and, right. And Dolph had the chops to do it. And yep. what I was going to say too is um, uh, Florian, who plays his son, uh, Victor, so he's our kind of big Russian villain machine – but he, he's acting, this is his, I think, second movie. He's had one little kind of short film or something. He's really quite decent as an actor. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's a massive presence, yeah. great looking in boxing. So the whole sports side was done brilliantly. But he has a few drama moments and they're pretty decent, which is unusual yeah. for Rocky, if you think about it. Maybe, maybe um, Apollo was in number one and two when he was the villain part. Yeah. Um, Carl Weathers. Yeah. But um, – and, but, you know, you look at, uh, like, Mr. T, Pierre yeah. Baracus, <laughs> and, and obviously back then Dolph Lundgren, they were a little bit wooden. Oh, I guess, you know. Dolph Lundgren was great in his role because it, it's exactly what was supposed to follow through to now because every, don't, don't forget 
younger people of the generations who probably missed the Cold War. Yeah. That the, the Russians, true or not, were marketed uh, towards the Westerners as being robotic and cold and <laughs> structured in everything they did. So when yeah. Dolph Lundgren in the, the fourth, as I know now, four uh, film would say things like he, he wouldn't say much. He'd always say things like, I'll break you, <laughs> you know, and things like that. You just believed that that's what he would do because, of course, he's Russian. He wouldn't say much. He'll just say mean things. So today, I wonder how that comes across because the son says just a little bit more than him. Like yeah. he seems a bit more human. Yeah. And Dolph Lundgren's trying to make him slightly more 80s Cold War-esque yeah. to win everything, right? Um, now, what's the greatest line if, out of both creeds still belongs to the first uh, creed? What was the – do you remember the fighter's name in that one? Oh, uh, no, I don't remember. It's just, it's just the, the accent of that <laughs> dude. You're a false creed. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll wake up to that at night and smile. I love that line. Oh gosh! Look. Anyway, as far as sequels go, this is a this is a great yep. sequel to what is a spin-off franchise. You know, so yeah. we're you know we're into it. What is, it's eighth iteration or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's fantastic. You couldn't ask for more, really. The only thing is, for me, if you want, if you like your action thick and fast, Michael Bay esque. Yeah. You won't get that with this. When the action happens, it's great. The fights are great. But there's a lot of drama to get through, so just know yes. that um, it's it's more Southpaw and less Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I'm going to try and give a visual <laughs> medium to people here, even though I'm doing it uh, audio <laughs> audio sort of thing. If you start drawing a line from left to right, and the boxing moments go up, and then you come back down to that line you were drawing, keep going off to the right, and then you go up for the boxing moments, whatever. That's pretty much every boxing film. This particular film, if you start going from left to right with one line, you go up for the boxing and then you'll come down to the line and then you'll drop down below that line for the, uh, for the drama. This film brings you up and it drops you down yeah. below what you expect. It's a peaks and troughs, which yes. is why it works so well. And that's why uh, you, know, you were just saying that so, most people going for a film like this will go for the peaks and then back to the norm and then back to the peaks and back to the norm. This film is peaks and troughs all the way through. Yeah. And that's why it's so solid, though. And that's why for the eighth time we get a montage, a training montage as well, <laughs> and it still doesn't get better. Like, it's, it's, sorry, it, it's still great. It's still great, yeah. Yeah, and this is one of my favourite training montages. You know? And there, there's been some great ones, you know. Yeah. You've had the gym ones, of course. You had in um, Rocky Four was in the snow in Russia, yeah. you know. Well, don't forget, a lot of the ones that he was doing uh, for his training for some of the fights were below the water and like it's yeah, all yeah. current. Um, yeah. It's funny. So these are people that really know not a whole lot about sports science. Uh, uh, so, so what they're doing, and uh, I'll go to Clint Eastwood in a second because everything goes back to Clint Eastwood. Um, uh, Jules, if you're listening. Well, not yet, yeah, not a in Jules Lander. <laughs> the last yeah. episode, yeah. Um, anyway, so basically you've got this person, you know, who's doing some training uh, underwater and, and holding their breath and it, that's supposed to allow you to fight longer and, and, and whatnot and uh, you don't get as tired as quick and, you know, it's layman's terms. Uh, but basically, oh, I always saw underwater training as, as resistance on your on your punches. Sure, you can do that, but, but it's about expanding um, and holding your breath because uh, I'm going to go through. But how does your muscles uh, replenish um, energy and power? Oxygen. 
oxygen because uh, oxygen carries red blood cells and red blood cells replenish. So if you can't breathe and the oxygen's not carrying around, you're starving. You're, yeah, so you'll get lactic acid buildup quicker, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So you do that underwater, yes, to also do resistance because it does help with muscle build, but you're also doing it to expand. God, is everyone into this? Everyone's underwater right now just training? Hello, anyone there? <laughs> Hello. Sorry, man. I'll stop there. But, but what, I'm, what, what I'm trying to – my point is that that is something that's current and that's scientifically studied. And then in this film, they go back to, well, you don't need that. What you need is raw power uh, and, like, we're going to smash you with friggin' spikes. Well, and- yeah, but, but there was a backstory to this montage, and that is he'd lost his heart and sure. his will to fight. Yeah, right. but that's so what you this see. hard raw, this raw cross training, and fighting people who were you know just trying to street on the street people, you know, g- gave him back his will to fight. Yeah, but that's what you see, right? Because Sylvester Stallone, because yeah. you were still busy with these two people <laughs> fart assing around on <laughs> yeah. behind you, right? But Sylvester yeah. goes, "I know what they're fighting for. What are you fighting for?" And he didn't know. No, I know, I know. Yeah. The one thing I did uh, like in the in the the main montage. Because I, I didn't agree with it. What I did like was when um, there's they, they put a, a, a tire in the ring and you had to put one foot into mm, that tire so you yeah. couldn't get away from your opponent. That was really good. No, that's good. Yeah. Because that makes sense because you're, you're fighting in an actual fighting sense. Like I want you to be close to this guy because yeah. if you get outside, he hammers you. If you get inside, you can protect yourself. And, bang, bang, bang. And exactly. And it is a style of fighting which is like kind of dirty boxing when yeah, you're coming yeah. close. And, and Clint Eastwood, I just want to bring it back to that. <laughs> he, he, I can't remember the, the film that he made. Uh, but about the baseball, he was like a scout and, and all that sort of stuff. It was, you know, five, six, seven years ago, probably 15 years ago. He's made so many films. But the yeah. point is, is that um, he, he's a scout who everyone else is doing like stats and numbers and stuff like that. And um, I can talk to you at length about whether I agree with that or not, like stats, numbers and whatever, speeds. And he in the film is a guy who will close his eyes and listen for the slap of the ball into the mitt and then go, I'm signing that guy. Uh, and he makes and back it, to basics, yeah. Yeah, but it's not basics. It's it, it's kind of like saying um, if you didn't want to um, uh, cut trees with um, a axe anymore, and then go back to caveman days about how they cut trees, and you'd be like back to basics. Well, it is back to basics, but it also doesn't work. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. We're going to finish up there. and uh... No, no, I wanted to go. I, I want, I've been, the whole time I've been just wanting to do this one thing, and that is bring on the training montage song. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's a good one, too. Who made it? Do you know? It's, um, it's Ludwig Goranson featuring ASAP. Oh, okay. ASAP Rocky? or Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, yeah. And Jacob Banks. Alright. Yeah, cool. I don't know, man. I really enjoyed this montage. No, I did. I, I did. I'm just saying from like an actual sports science point of view as to oh, where we're sure, at. Oh, sure, sure, like, sure. Yeah. I get why they did it in the film because most people don't understand what yeah. actually goes into That's doing right. it. I get it. I'm just telling you, man. Why? Okay, so in summary, <laughs> Creed 2. Now, if I was watching Johnny Depp in um, Le Chocolat, right, and I was a chocolate maker, if I had a comment on chocolates and I was actually making chocolates, you would respect that. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. 
What happens if, if I this? was a poet and we were looking at <laughs> William Shakespeare, you would appreciate it. <laughs> why be going back to 1930s voice? I know, I don't know why. All right, we're done. We're out of here. No, I want to Creed... know what you thought of the film. I thought it was great, man. you got to go see this film. Yeah, look, most of you people will love going to the cinema to see this. But it does have the highs, it does have the lows. So if you think that that's a small risk for you, that you love fighting films, uh, but you know, then wait, wait, watch it on HD. You've got to watch these fight scenes; are amazing, but they're only going to be um, perfect at 4K. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, uh, so that, that's that, that's pretty much me, man. Like, if they gave that father and son, this would be almost a classic for me. Um, but they didn't, so it's a solid film. It's a great film, and uh, yeah, get out and see it. Okay, I, I agree with all of that. The only thing I would <clears throat> add, is obviously if you're a Rocky fan, you've got to go see this film, right? If you love Rocky, you'll love these. But I also open it up to people who don't love Rocky but like movies like Southpaw or even Warrior. Yep. If you like that kind of fighting drama, this has got that in spades. Yeah. So yeah. just because you don't like Rocky, I still think there's something else there for maybe uh, you know people who like a drama. Yeah, drama audience as well. Southpaw, Jake Gyllenhaal, yep. and Warrior, um, uh, Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy yep. yeah, and um, Aussie, yeah. And <laughs> Only like the biggest Aussie name right now yeah. in Joel <laughs> Edgerton, Edjo, yeah, Edjo, Edjo. <laughs> Shout out hashtag Edjo. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome and he's really great into himself. Anyway, um, Creed two, excellent sequel. Do it. Can't wait for number three when he fights Mister T. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Man Present. Ever struggle to buy a man a present? Want to get a present that is universally loved? Who the hell doesn't? It's usually so bloody hard, right? Socks and ties are lame, gift vouchers suck, and flowers will not be well received. Well, all your man gifting worries are a thing of the past with manpresent.com. Manpresent is a gift box delivery service that lovingly sends classy gift boxes of Cuban cigars and single malt whiskey to the man who deserves a touch of class. Whether it's a wedding, a new father, a birthday, or just because they deserve a gift, use manpresent.com for the win. With boxes starting at $69, it has never been easier to be a gifting king. Simply visit manpresent.com and ensure you use the coupon code OFFTOPIC, all one word for 5% off your order. manpresent.com, man gifting made easy.